On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartender. Hi, everybody. This is Pub Crawl Liz, and I've got the Jerry Etrick genius sitting across from me. Thank- hi, hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of As Ale House Turns. Um, I'm excited because I our guest today is A, spontaneous, and B, someone I've been dying to be on our show since day one, and uh, I think, Genius, I think you should introduce Toby. Well, you know, I, I wanted to, one day I want to um, put on our podcast, because I interviewed her for, what was that? that it was StoryCorps. StoryCorps. She was Story originally going to interview me, but then when we, by the time we got down there, um, I said, well, let me interview you, because like I've only had one No, job. you got bored interviewing me. No, I didn't. By the when I got down there, I realized I'd never had a job, and she's had like fifty. So we discussed all of her jobs. Oh, um, you know, she's I, been working since she is a little bumblebee. She used to wear a little bumblebee outfit. That that happened when I was working at the history museum, and they asked me to select like three different pairs of people for StoryCorps, and I chose you two. Um, so I'll reach out to them and see if maybe I know they won't give us a file, but maybe I can find the link on the line, and we can always link it. Let it go. I think I have the Let CD. Let it go. I think I have the CD. Okay, so introduce Toby, please, Bruce. Well, I'm just, uh, Toby, uh, I'm actually, she was my second wife. I got married briefly to get out of the Army, and that didn't work out too well. That's when I had to become gay. But, um, yeah, we had a brief marriage. We had a child, and then we had a divorce, although nobody knew that we had the divorce. We kept that quiet. And we lived together for 34 years. Yeah, I was divorced. Yeah. With a kid. I can barely right. be around him for 34 minutes sometimes. I don't know how you did it for 34 yeah. years. Well, she, <laughs> she, 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 we both knew how to spend individual time. We didn't. I never oh. saw him. Okay, so how. And he never saw me. Yeah. How, how did you two That's meet? Kind how of did you two successful. meet? Oh, Jesus. I just. Ararks. I just, well, I, no, 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 that's not how we And met. what year did you meet? Uh, 77 Seven, or 8. 77. Uh, what happened was um, she had this sister my age. Mm-hmm. Her, her sister, this kind of... Um, uh, Nymphomaniac? Well, she... You know, Jesus. She kind of, yeah. And um, she probably looked good in her day, but by the time I hit town, she, she was my age. 37? Yeah, at the time. You were 30. So yeah, she okay. asked me, She, she we have, Toby had just... I just got out of jail... And Toby had just got, I was 37, Toby was 21, she just got out of um, college. And her, her nymphomaniac sister asked me if I'd keep an eye on her baby sister, because she was going to watch her three lousy kids. So, so I did. So wait, were you already with Toby's sister? Oh, no, no. Oh. She, no, the sister, oh. no, the sister was, uh, she wasn't married to the guy. But you guys she was knew living each other with, from the bar? Pardon? You knew each other from the bar? No, no. She no. just came to town. She just got out of college. So I met her one night at Pat Colander's. I wrote all oh, about okay. this. And it was freezing cold. It was the coldest night of the decade or something. January and 22nd, 1977. So she wow, remembers. Look at you. So we, Roger Ebert and I had this blanket. And she was cold. And she just came down because Pat Colander invited her to the party. And she sat between us, and as Ebert described it, my my arms were longer and truer. Did I pick the wrong person? <laughs> yeah, Ebert would have been picked. No question. Wait, so you were eyeing both it, of them? It, it, it retrospect, Wait, you were eyeing Roger Ebert or Bruce Elliott? Well, I've went. never been around old men before. Yeah, thirty. How old were you at that point in time? Twenty-one. Oh, yeah, Roger. They were, all, they were all fifteen years older no, than no, me. No, Roger was, was was about three years younger than me. Okay. No, so, no, he wasn't. Yes, he's he was. older than you. No, he's not. No, I know that. For You're a fact. all old as fuck. Yeah, yeah but he okay. was he was three years younger okay, than so me. Okay, so wait, Toby. Yeah. Are you by the way, by the way, she didn't talk like that when she was twenty-one. All right. So here you've got 
What, what, okay, what were you doing at age 37? Nothing. I just wanted to hear that out loud. I, I, was, I was playing golf. <laughs> and what was Roger Ebert doing at age 37? Oh, my God. Writing. Oh, his, his career was ascended. <laughs> Movies. Yeah. Okay, okay. Drinking. So, so now that we've set the scene. Yeah. I got Roger to the left of me. I got Bruce Elliott to the right of me. Clowns to the left of you. Smoke jokers to the right. Stuck in the middle with you. Okay, so... You have Roger, who's accomplished, well-known, a writer, but I, I had, and you got Bruce, who just got out of jail. How did you go that route? You know what? I have been, I was cuter. No. I was used to con men all of my life. <laughs> I was attracted. Roger was the stable, whatever guy to would, the right of me. I would call him stable. You like the bad well, boys. No, at the at that time. Well, I mean more stable than me. You're talking a one hour decision. I was not gonna go with Roger. Well anyway, her sister didn't like it the way this turned out. <laughs> okay. So you went you I'm went for the you. you went for the bad boy. Yeah. And then did you guys hook it up took that a week. Did you hook up that week? night? No. It took week? me a whole week. Week? So you so you were going you were playing it. Oh hard. yeah. I get I worked my magic, it took a whole week. Okay, so you no, no chick can handle that after a week. No, and then that was it. You guys were together no. for thirty-four years. The only years. reason he's alive today is because he produced Grace. Otherwise, he'd be dead. I don't think that's oh. true, but I do um, think it's true. It's an interesting. Okay. Uh, that's an interesting. Concept. It's an inter- interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you guys start uh, dating no, but, in you know, January but see, but of '77. A war broke out between her older sister. And she tried to get all kinds. Was your was your her, was your older sister going after Bruce? Oh yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't know that. Well, okay. all the chicks. Were. I didn't know it until it happened between us that she was angry. Very, very. She's very angry. She she eventually went on to um, become special. She got hooked up with the Jane Byrne for mayor campaign. Oh yeah. Because she was busy at that time going over to Carnival Grocery and. Uh, Pilfering food for the family. I mean, that's what where she was. But all of a sudden, now she's got job as special events director, and her boyfriend, uh, Paul, was now Paul her special. I don't know if we should say, but he was. Uh, he became. He's um, dead. You well, can say that if well, he's dead. Well, you can he's say dead. It. Yeah. Okay. Paul said. Listen to you being all careful. Well. <laughs> yeah. He drops the names like frickin'. I know. Jimmy drops. Well. Uh, dope. So so anyway, because this war was going on and Karen was pulling her sister was pulling all kinds of shit, I had to leak shit to the press that the new chief of staff, because Paul was chief of staff of Jane Burns, she was special events director, said they weren't married. So they had to get married. And it was really funny. And the thing is the, the mayor because of me. <laughs> but but uh they had to get married, and then the mayor, uh, Jane Byrne, and her husband had to get married. Well, so no, they had to be, no, because they had to get married first, so then I said, because that set the precedent, because they found all these yeah. parking tickets outside of uh, her, uh, Jane Byrne married this guy named Jane McMullen, a real scumbag, a real slimy scumbag reporter. Reporter. And uh, so there was a big scandal, so they had to get married. So then I leaked about, well, chief, chief of staff's not married. So <laughs> they had to get married, and by that time, Karen was doing um, Frankie, Frankie, Frankie the Finger Centaur. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? He was her. Oh, he shit. was communications director. He only yeah. used the. He only used a payphone. He had a. He had like a family of four, a wife, and everything, and he never used a. Um, he, he used payphones only. He never. That's used. hilarious. But but yeah. but but so at the wedding. Uh, Toby goes because they figure that well he got to invite my sister to the wedding. Frankie's up there. Karen's sitting like in her this. bra smoking a cigarette. It's like this. And there's Frankie sitting in there, kind of <laughs> while she's in her that? bra. Oh, it was hilarious. God, <laughs> it was just great. Okay. I wasn't invited, by the way. Shocker. Shocker. I know. So okay, so you guys start dating in January of '77, and uh, it's a uh, blossoming courtship. Was he as smooth as he says he is? No, he's a fuckwad. Um, Nineteen eighty-four. Oh, she purred like no, a pussycat. No, no, no. Oh yeah, right. You have no hearing. Um, 19, no, my daughter was born in nineteen eighty-four. 
So she was concept in um, 1983. So that was the reason that we were together. I asked and we broke up like two or three times. I said, Bruce, I want to get married. I want to have a kid. I want you to have a good job. And he said, um, I can do two out of three. He would only <laughs> acquiesce to get married and have a kid. All right, well, two out of three ain't no, bad. No, and that's true. That's more than betting more I than remember, 500. I remember being, so that's fine. Okay, so um, when did you guys end up getting married? Right before Grace was born. Okay, 1983. No, I, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. It was right before. Oh, no, 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 let me think. I think it was August 24th. Uh, 1984, Grace was born in September, uh, 18th, 1980. So about a month before she was born. No, 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 we got married. We got, we got married before. We, before she was I was pregnant. We oh, got, before she no, was but the thing is, the confusing thing is, we went into court, we got divorced when I was nine months pregnant, so I was not married to him when I delivered. Oh, oh Wow. So wait, so the marriage didn't last more than... Yeah. No, there's a lot of reasons not to be officially married to me. Not... Legally. I understand. Legally, it was wise for us not to be married. No, I think there's frost in the air, and I don't think it's coming through here. Yeah, I hear you. No, when Grace was born, we were not married. We were divorced. By the way, she didn't talk this loud when I was living with her. This is something new. Um, Um, Okay. So, I didn't talk. Where were you guys living at this point? We lived in Rogers Park. Yeah. Oh, right by the, uh, what's right it? Right behind the Heartland. Yeah, in that uh, co-op place that you yeah. got, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. So then when did you guys make the move to Hyde Park? No, we first, we, we, we lived, we lived a bunch of places. We lived in New York for a year. We lived in yeah. Hyde Park. Then we lived in Florida for a year. The minutes? Then we moved to Riverdale. After Grace, no, after Grace is born... It's his story. Wait, I have more questions for you. No, you don't. Really? A- after Grace is born, it's it. All right. Well, it's everything I ever wanted. That makes me sad. Oh, wasn't, th- wasn't that lovely? <laughs> Thanks, Tom. I, I mean, I should have every medal known to man. I mean. Okay, so Grace is born. But we really born. <laughs> didn't spend much time together, so I'll say that. Gracie's born. Why? Well, because, well, when Grace was born, I t- took care of her during the day because Toby worked. But as soon as t- Toby came home, I'd go to the bars. So, you know, it was just kind of, we worked in shifts at that point. When did you guys not start not liking each other? Um, I don't know. We just kind of grew into that. Year one, year two, year three? No. We had our ups and downs, you know, like most people. 80s? Um, well, no, we lived together up until... We lived together fairly harmonious. I mean, just... That was a, the only way you could really compare it is if you look around to all the other uh, people, you know, couples, uh, we got along better than most. And then, I don't know, um, was it maybe 10 years ago that we broke up? No, we so stopped living together. It's actually a, a pretty recent phenomenon. Yeah. Probably within the last ten years. Well, uh, you know what? I'm proud of you. You gave it the good old college uh, try. Yeah, I did. Um, well, that was a nice little surprise guest. Wasn't it? I've been wanting to look at her back. Well, I'll tell you what. The interview I did with her was a lot more harmonious and quite interesting because her work background is quite fascinating. She's always been a workaholic. Always. Yeah. Always. You and, like ladies uh, like that. And the thing is, she had this tremendous talent for cooking. <laughs> And when we went to New York, she wanted to go to the CIA. Uh, Culinary Institute of America. Yeah. Not the government but, but branch. But while, while, we, while, we while she was preparing to do something like that, she started working at this French restaurant. Before you know it, she was working as a line cook, and she never even went to the school. And all of a sudden, then she's working uh, at some big time. In fact, she was working at a restaurant, a French restaurant. I think it was called Le Column d'Or or something like that. And um, Bourdain tried to, to get a job when she was there, and he couldn't get a job there. So she, her career was kind of taken, you know, I mean, she could have. But then she kind of got bored with cooking when she got back to Chicago, and that's when she went, because she had a degree in teaching, and that's what she eventually 
ended up doing was teaching <clears throat> special ed stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so you guys were together up until about 10 years ago, right? Yeah, maybe not even that long, yeah. That, what year is this? 2019? I kind of, I'm not good with dates. I'm not good with dates. Yeah, 2009. And so you guys have had the bars together since 2000. That's, an, that's another thing, probably about 12, 14 years. Yeah, so maybe it was the bar that ultimately was your demise. No. No? No. No, she met she met her she met she met her soulmate. Oh. So she dumped you. Oh yeah. Oh wow. I did not know this. Oh yeah. All of a sudden I was uh, I was a bachelor. Wow. But then that worked out because I wouldn't have met Rock and Roll Ruth if I wasn't mm -hmm. a bachelor. So it all worked out perfectly. There's always a silver, a silver lining. lining. Not always. Some people kill Most themselves. Of the time. No, it, it was fine. It was it was time we broke up. There was no question about it. Yeah. No, I was way too lazy to break up. You know what the hell? Yeah. She didn't make any demands on me, so I didn't. You know. Yeah, it was more trouble than it was worth. For me, yeah. For, yes, correct. Yeah. Um. Well, I I want to have. Uh, Toby back at some point because there are a lot of good stories. In well, there. probably you don't want me here with because she just kind of it's, it seems as you notice seems <laughs> my the sight of me seems to incite me. <laughs> you have that effect on some people. I do. Um, all right. Well, that was a nice surprise nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, what else is happening in your world? Um, well, first of all, I want to descri describe um, one, once again. Pub Girl Liz showed up late for the for our podcast. I got here at seven thirty two. But I would like you to describe the outfit you appeared in when you rushed in the door late. I have shorts and a sweatshirt on. An orange sweatshirt. What does the shirt say? The red sweatshirt says half acre. Half acre. It's a brewery. And um, she was wearing this kind of green parka, greenish parka. It's, it's navy blue. Navy blue. I may, maybe I'm getting colorblind with age. <laughs> And she was shaking this uh, bizarre concoction, and so she's not it's drinking. It's called a water bottle. It's not, yeah, but there's not water inside something else. It's just a protein and, shake. And then there's, um, uh. I have my dinner ready for later. She's got her dinner ready for later. <clears throat> Probably some health things. She's, now, because Jordan is now drinking. Jordan, I'm so happy for you right and now. And Liz is not drinking. Correct. So anyway, she rushed in, in this kind of. Bizarre, this bizarre outfit. Oh, uh, we're having all kinds of. Rock and roll, Ruth just unplugged something. Are we okay? The ladies over ho here. Ho hopefully, hopefully we're. Um, <coughs> so, uh, yeah, I think we need to. So you. So then I said, "Well, where do you work out?" So then Liz said, "Well, the place." I said, well, is, is, is it a health club? I mean, well, not really. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean it's not, you, you work out? Well, no, it's just kind of um, kind of a zen pseudo gym somewhere on Elson Avenue. It's not a zen thing. Well, what, what the hell, how, how would you describe it? What, what, what bizarre kind of little cult thing have you gotten into now? It's not, it's not really a cult thing. It's called... Well, should I should I even name it? I don't even know. It's, well, it's this it's this athletic place on Elson Avenue, and it functions more like um, a space for mostly elite athletes, people who do lots of uh, not just triathlons and marathons, but do multiple over a course of a year, or do you know um, I don't know, just different things like that. And so they're really about uh, building a community around people who do those things, but also trying to improve them as athletes. <clears throat> so it's really, they don't have machinery. Like they don't have, you know, the rows and rows of treadmills or ellipticals or anything else. They literally have like a treadmill so that you can warm up on. And then it's all about, <clears throat> they have like an open space for like these group I guess classes, where it's all about building strength and doing things that are focused on certain parts of your body. That sounds like really, that sounds like new wave bullshit to me. 
Okay. You go to a gym, you work out. Well, you were, you're working you break out. A, you could wake, wake up a sweat. So today, I just came from there, and I did a 45-minute uh, workout. They have a workout of the day, so it changes. It cha- they only do, like, three or four a week, and they change every week. And so today, we did 45 minutes of, we focused more on legs and abs. So that's what I did. And so the workout of the day on Friday will be something completely different with different kinds of exercises that focus on a different part of your body. Okay, that sounds really exciting. So they they're focus on that, and then they also focus on recovery. So part of, the, part of becoming a better athlete, becoming stronger, becoming more focused, is that you take care of your body and you also recover effectively. So it's about fuel, refueling properly. And Re- refueling? Yeah, making, so you, you know, one of the things I'm supposed to be doing is drinking a gallon of water every day. So I'm doing the six-week thing with them where the goal is to, for me right now, because I'm as big as a moose, to drop some weight <clears throat> for six weeks. So it'll be a significant weight change in six weeks. See, I would have waited until the weather got warm. No, because when the weather gets warm, I'm going to go out and drink. Really? Yeah, I'm going to be outside. Oh, and like bike, ride my bike from bar to bar or something. Oh, okay. Well, you got um, interesting plan. <laughs> I know. Well, that's not that's not really going to happen. But um, so this is a good time for me. Anyway, so you got to do. I'm doing this thing where I have specific workouts every week, a certain number of times a week. I have to eat certain things and not eat certain things and eat certain sizes of things and um, drink. I have to drink a gallon of water every day. And you know what? That's the freaking hardest part. Drinking a gallon of water? Yeah, that's a lot of damn water. I mean, I drink like a couple glasses of water every day. But No, I drink a lot of water. I guess that's, that's good, a, huh? That's just a lot of water. Well, I mean. 128 ounces. <clears throat> a pint glass is 16. So how many pint glasses? Would it be? I don't know. I suck at math. What is that? Anybody know? Let's look. Let's see. Watch out, here. The old, watch out, Ruth. Watch, watch your step. Eight. Eight pint glasses. Eight pint glasses? I do that. I drink that a day. Come on. Ask Ruth. He drinks eight pint glasses of water a day. I'm sure he does. Oh, yeah. All do you, day. How often do you pee? All day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem because... At night, you know, I never sleep for more than three, three, three and a half hours because nature keeps calling. Yeah, that's crazy. I've been, I've been, I've been doing. Yeah, but I'm doing what you're supposed to do. So I started this whole thing on Monday. So this is week one. So it's actually, everyone always says week one is the hardest because you're learning everything. So literally, like on Monday, I had to go to the grocery store and create all my meals and portion them all out and figure out the hell I was going to eat because it's really specific. And. <clears throat> you start working out, and you know I haven't moved significantly since I did that half marathon, which I did it, but I sort of just did it. You know what I mean? Like there was no goal besides yeah, crossing the finish line. I don't think line. your heart was in it. No, I just knew I wanted some sort of goal, and as part of, last year I did the two months of no drinking for the training of it, but I never really trained hard. Like I'd go get on the treadmill or go for like a five mile run or something. Well, I would think your girlfriend would be a hell of an example because she's just crazy. I mean, she's an absolute exercise exerciseaholic. Well, she's she? been definitely a, a inspiration, and so she's she's the one who introduced me to the folks over there because she's obviously a somewhat elite athlete. And when she did the marathon last year, she started training with them, and she improved her marathon time. How many minutes? Remember nine? Nine? By like nine minutes. So that's like the reason like people go who are already athletes go to this place. So <clears throat> they started doing this thing where it wasn't just going to be folk. It was it was more focused on not people who are athletes right now, but people who used to be athletes and want to get back to that. So that's where I, why I'm there. Okay. Well, that's good, that's all. That's good that's luck. why I'm wearing a. Sh- well, I was just fascinated by your outfit. Maybe we could have a picture. Maybe I should take a picture of you in your outfit. It's just workout shorts and the sweatshirt. I don't understand why you're so... Well, it looks like you just got done playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm really sweaty underneath this sweatshirt. I, I, I believe you. that. I, I believe that. That's gross. I, I, I and I feel... was so disheveled. I, so class got out at 7.15. By the time my lift got there, I was, I was on the road at 7.20. And then all of a sudden, the skies opened up and it started to pour. And, you know, people freak out when there was a little drop of rain or something. And I'm only at freaking Elston, basically North Avenue. 
So I wasn't that far away, but I, it took 12 minutes. I walked in the door at 7.32. So I did, I was gonna, I was gonna like wipe down and change and just have a t-shirt on and you know, maybe put a bra on for you and jeans and regular shoes. <clears throat> but I was con so concerned of not being here on well, time I would, that I, I just I, ran I, out instead. I prefer punctuality to cleanliness. That's, I, that's exactly what I figured. Yeah, but you weren't punctual. You were like, late. About two minutes. No, no. Let's say twenty. Hit a little zero. And You're it's interesting. It's interesting that Jordan can get here. I know. I know. I, I know. We've here. had these conversations before. Yeah, I know it, and it's getting <clears throat> it's getting um, tiresome having this need, every I week. I think you just need to embrace me for all the good and bad. No. Why? I do it for you. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Don't. Totally do. I totally don't. You're constantly criticizing yes, me. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm. Oh my God! I walk in the door today, and you're like, "What the hell are you wearing?" Now, what? What's in that bottle? What are you no, shaking? No, I was interested. It piqued my interest. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, this is gonna. This is what you're gonna hear the next six weeks. Is club no, soda. You got that weird stuff in the white bottle. It's just protein powder and a okay. shake. Right. No big deal. All right. I told I told I told you earlier I was practicing for you. Okay. So I can I can shake up your food in the future. Speaking of um, speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, you didn't watch it. No, I, I watched. Like I, I watched. The only I, time I would watch it is if uh, the Bears were in it. I watched. Um, I would have watched if New Orleans was in it actually. Why? Because I like them. Oh, okay. I'm so over the Patriots. Well, they I used to live in Boston, and I'm so They over certainly them. should have been in it. I mean... Yeah, that, I think they got that totally right. The animal, yeah, I, what I don't understand is the referee that blew that call so that L.A. got in the Super Bowl instead of New Orleans. I, um, I really think that if I was a, an editor of a newspaper, or I would want to know the, everything about that guy. I want to know if he has a gambling problem. I want to know who he is, where he lives. I mean, this guy should he should go down in infamy. I mean, this was one of the absolute worst calls, and it I agree. it cost them going to the Super Bowl. But uh, newspaper, they just don't. I, I, w I would have been a great editor. I would have wanted to know what the hell happened to this person, what happened to that. Person. I want to do follow-ups. We Did need to know more. Did you see the <clears throat> newspaper known as the New? Oh, no, hang on a second. It's, it's the a New York Picayune. Yeah, do you see it? I've been in it. When when Butcher and Bredikoff ran, who was coaching the New Orleans Jazz at the time, now the New, Utah Jazz, when he ran up in the stands at Golden State and started pummeling, pummeling me, yeah. they had a big article in both the, the San Times Francisco Chronicle and also the sports page of the Times of Picayune. The cover, did you see the cover page of the Times Picayune? No, what did it say? Uh, I think it was uh, on Monday. It literally is just the, the the newspaper, right? It folded. It's kind of like a Tribune, Chicago Tribune style. And so you unfold it, and it's got the Times Picayune, and literally it's blank, and it just says the word Super Bowl. What Super Bowl? I would have come up with something more witty than that, personally. Well, I think it still sends a message. Yeah, well, it sends a message. But what would you have said? I would have said. Um, I don't know. I would have said Roger Goodell should be shot. He's the commissioner. And every every one of the referees there should have been shot at dawn. Something like that. Oh, something real positive. Yeah. <laughs> in a in a in a area that has suffered from flooding, homelessness. And then they got raped by the officials in the in the Superdome. Uh, in the not in the Superdome. Oh, yeah. What do they call that thing in New Orleans? Is that what it's called? R Ruth and I kept going Superdome. by it. during. The, they had a game going on when, when uh, New Orleans... Uh, What's Kevin, that weird UFO-looking thing, Ruth? It is. It is. Kevin from New Orleans did, did a wonderful job of driving us around New Orleans uh, during the Super Bowl. Or not the, during their game. They had a big game that, that day. And... Um, it's yeah, it is something like uh, I'm gonna have a spaceship type situation, yeah. and the, the fans are very loyal. Oh yeah, and and the fans there are very loyal. They're 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 almost like Midwestern, maybe more so, really. I mean, yeah, because way. if you think about it, there's really like, nothing like, else to do nothing except else. drink and like that's and, one know, of the things I'm fascinated about. We've had this conversation. Have, have I gay, think gay sex and drinking. That's about all. Okay, so New, I think New Orleans is a little bit of an exception, but the rest of the South. They really don't have any major teams besides maybe the 
the Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta area, oh, right? Yeah, but that's why all of these people are so freaking crazy well, over ba- college football. They have basketball. I mean, Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, but it's Charlotte. not like that's. I think and all the all Florida, the Florida I think all the games. true like passion goes straight to the college teams. Well, I'll tell you. Um, <clears throat> the view, I mean, L.A. now has two, once again has two NFL teams. They don't support, they, people, there's way too much to do in in, uh, in L.A. to go out and sit in a football game for three hours. But I'll tell you what, when I was in Oakland, those are real fans. They reminded me of Packer and Bear really? fans. Oh, man, they, they're, they're, they're rough and tough, and they show. Well, Oakland's it. pretty blue-collar, isn't it? And they moved Oakland, yeah, very much so. But they moved the Oakland franchise once again to um, Las Vegas. But those fans are great, but it's not Wait, a big market. Where are the Raiders? The, the Oakland Raiders? They were the Oakland Raiders. Now they're the Las so Vegas they Raiders. So hmm? they have a team. Yeah, dummy. They're going away? They, well, first of all, they left. They left their loyal fans and went to L.A. because of the TV market. Oh, right. And then they this came reminds back. me of our conversation about the St. Louis, Louis Rams. I didn't even know St. Louis had a team. Because <clears throat> they went to L.A., right? Uh, uh, yeah. They so did. what the hell? I mean, the, the, these, the, the owners are really scum. By the way, speaking of owners, oh, I'm glad this subject came up. Wait, wait, wait. We'll talk no, about that. We no, gotta no, no. we got to finish the Super Bowl oh, conversation. Oh, we'll no. go, I'll go there with you. Okay, fine. But we got to finish the Super Bowl conversation. All right. So, so I didn't anyway, watch. I, I watched the first half <clears throat> at uh, in Hyde Park at the condo, and I told Rock and Roll, I said, well, what the fuck? I'm sure nobody's down there. Let's go down and keep the boys company. Uh, at the bar, and because the halftime lasts for like two days, so we came down with with time to spare before the ki- second half kickoff. And the only people, were, uh, well, there was uh, Lee and Bob Rusich were that you misspelled his name by the way, Ruth. But um, they were down at the TV end, so I went down and sat with them. And then the, um, Alex, who's from Boston. She was sitting at the half halfway of the bar, and she was, uh, I guess, watching. She didn't seem overly excited, but she was rooting for New England. And um, so we had no sound. That's our tradition. And the ju- uh, Ruth was playing a jukebox. And so, because I didn't give a shit who won, I really wasn't. You know, my commentary wasn't up to its normal standard. Well, and besides, I feel like a lot of those games, the commentators are stupid. Oh, no. I can't stand to hear. <clears throat> Although this guy, Tony Romo, is a hell of a lot better than... I mean, of course, the new guys are always a little better because it's fresh. But by next year, the guy will be repeating every goddamn thing he said. So, um, I mean, Troy Aikman, you just really... You really want to throw really some really hard, sharp objects at these guys because um, they really are fucking annoying with their inane. Aren't these like superstar, yeah. former superstars? Yes, but that... Quarterbacks and shit? They don't have superstar minds, let's be put it that way. Well, I think you could say that for most football players. Sorry, out there, football most, players. No, but I think most, most, most athletes. And most out. I agree with you. Now, Muhammad Ali was a little different. <clears throat> a lot different. But he comes along once, once a century. Um, you know, I'm going to ask my friend John Ig to come on as a guest. He wrote the ultimate book on Muhammad Ali recently. Oh, that'd be mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah. Um, so I hear it was not an exciting game. No, it was a defensive game. It was not exciting. Um, I'll, I'll, I have to give credit to the New England coach, Belichick. Now, all successful, really good coaches are pieces of shit. They're just horrible, disgusting human beings. And I always love what Eugene McCarthy said when he was um, running for president back in 68. He said, being a politician is a lot like being a, a successful football coach. You have to be dumb enough to think it's important and smart enough to beat the other guy. And that's a secret to um, a successful football coach. And they have to be really dumb enough to think this is very important and then smart enough to beat the other guy. Um, he's really quite good, and he beats all the other dumb guys. And then Brady, who is this pretty boy quarterback, he's 41 years old, and um, he, he um, was a Trump guy. He kind of backed away from it a little bit, but 
I mean, so I, I loathe him. Um, you think he's going to retire after this? No. Why should he? I don't know. I don't know how. The, the guy's still playing as good as he's still the best guy in the NFL. Is, has, I don't, okay, so. Um, he's a piece of shit. Who's the, the most, best. is he the most winningest, winningest football uh, quarterback? Uh, right now, yeah. I think he beat, I forget who, Montana. I don't know how Bradshaw. many Montana. Montana, Marino. Well, now, Bradshaw was a guy. That's all I know. The thing about Bradshaw, he was the first, because everybody used to think quarterbacks were smart mm-hmm. until Bradshaw came along. And then you realize he was the dumbest guy on the team. Yeah, he's a fool. But he was still successful. <clears throat> so they all have what to be smart. What about all that, uh, who's that guy for the play, who used to quarterback for the Colts? Manning. Peyton Manning. He seems like a smart guy. No, he's, I mean, he's Gomer Pyle. <laughs> he's Gomer, apparently a heterosexual Gomer Pyle. Uh, what about his brother, Eli? Well, he's not doing so good. No. The fans don't like him. Huh. His father, Archie. His father, Archie, was a good player, but they, he was number one draft pick of New Orleans or something back when they were an expansion team. And I don't know. The guy just got his brains beat in. I'm but he sure. was good. Then they had another brother that was supposed to be good, but he got hurt. So we're, you're saying we're going to be seeing Tom Brady again for oh, yeah, a little we'll while see longer? Oh, yeah. We'll be seeing him selling every goddamn thing you can imagine, too, on TV. You think? I know. What does he sell now? I don't know. See, I don't pay attention to this stuff, so I don't know. No, I don't pay attention either. But he's, I mean, the first thing he was, I went to Disneyland. You guys, you saw that? because everybody fucking does that. That doesn't matter if it's football or baseball or whatever the hell it is. Anyway, it was a boring game. It was a boring game, but in the the great tradition of the Old Town Ale House, we watched it with no no sound and music playing out of the jukebox. And so oh, you Toby, didn't listen Toby to the made, halftime show. Toby made food, so there was plenty of food Oh, here. what did she make? Um, there was all these sandwiches. And then, what? do you know what that, there was something in the crock pot. I didn't have something that. Something cheesy? And then there was. Like a, queso? Oh, some delicious desserts, too. All oh. kinds of stuff. Did you eat them? I have to admit, I did have one. I think Ruth Shame had more you. than me, though. They were quite <clears throat> good. Um, well, yeah, so I heard that there was a controversial... Super Bowl because A, of the New Orleans thing, B, because it was boring as fuck, C, because I guess the halftime show wasn't that oh, great Oh, but either. I think we need to mention something. Our executive producer produced a commercial that appeared in the Super Bowl. Are we allowed to talk about that, Jordan? Um, well, so Jordan mixed the audio for, what commercial was it? WeatherTech? Was it a funny commercial? No? Usually they're funny, right? I'll have to go find it. So if you guys go Google the weather tech commercial that was on the Super Bowl, Jordan did the audio mixing for it. I actually heard the commercial. um, I think it was on TV. They were talking. It's some kind of phone holder that you put in a a cup holder in your car, which so you don't have to, like, have it just... So you can text going 100 miles an hour without holding the phone. You can use two hands. Yeah. But okay. it's not really an exciting All right, so company. that's Rock and Roll Roots highlight, and Jordan's got that. Well, what do you mean? I mean, Jordan, that's a big, yeah, I mean, that's a big I, one, Jordan. They put that on his resume. Do you get resume. a bonus or something? No? Nothing? Yeah, but that goes on his resume. Yeah, that's cool. I'm going to go Google it just for you. You know, the big, the, there's a big controversy in the beer world for a commercial that happened in the Super Bowl. Well, I can't wait to... I bet you'll tell us. It was basically Budweiser going after Miller. Your people going after the Miller people. And they... It was basically a, a commercial that said that Miller products use corn syrup. Oh, I saw that. <coughs> and I also think that the that what they implied was was everybody who drinks Miller is gay. That was the, that was the impression I got after watching the commercial. So everyone was just like, that was so dumb again. And why, why is that dumb? Corn, corn syrup's not supposed to be good, is it? No, but here, let me tell you what happens in beer, right? Corn syrup, that sugars are what you put in beer so that it ferments out and creates the alcohol. So we want sugar. You want sugar in your beer process. You're, now what do you, really? R2-D2 over there? Oh, guess what? This is Dan, Danny Fancy Pants calling me. Danny, I'm doing a podcast now. Say hi real loud to everyone. Tell Danny. I help everyone at 
the old town airhouse realizes how cool we are. We are the best people in the entire world, and all these rich people aren't as cool as we are. They can not succeed of power and the control and the love that the old town is all about. All these people that build these high rises are not as good as us. We are the best. We love you, Danny. We love you. Tell him um, we love him. I was going to ask you some questions. I need some technical questions because I need We're your you? um, power. Hi. Tentacle? Technical. Oh, technical. It's, Danny, you're calling Bruce for technical advice? Um, what, who am I talking to, please? Oh, it's Pub Crawlers. <clears throat> oh, hi. Is, can hi. you put Bruce back in? Sure. Hang on one second. Yeah. Okay. These kids are so good at golf. They're unbelievable. What kids? Did you watch the golf the other day on TV? Yeah, I did. Well, listen, hey, Danny, we're doing the podcast right now, so we can talk about that later. But how's uh, how's uh, Berwyn? Yeah, I know you just moved into a nice, cool condo in Berwyn. How's that? How's that? Um, um, very good. I'm, I'm getting better every day. I work a lot of hours. Okay. So you know, everything's going to be figured out. All right. All right. I'll well, no. I, I, I'll see you, boys and girls. Okay. Later. Love you. Love you, I Danny. Love you. Bye, Danny. Bye, everyone. Bye. Okay. Love. All right. Well, that was another guest appearance. Yeah. Um, um, this is uh, the... the surprise. We're having a surprise, surprise. Love it. Yeah. Um, we should have him on sometime. For reals? No, I see. He, he's, he's, as you could probably tell, he's Just a hit the drunk. red button. The decline button. Sorry to decline you, yeah, Danny. He'll call you back in a few. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the surprise guest. Anyway, uh, uh, corn. So the idea was is that sh- we want sugar in the beer making process because you need it to make the alcohol, right? So basically the sugar... I'm not, I'm not supposed to have sugar. I know, but it's okay. It, it, it all for, it's all gone by the time you're drinking. Basically, sugar all sugar is doing is pooping and farting alcohol. See that that's I, I would. And we drink it. I would use a little more sophisticated, elegant you? description. Yes, all right, I would. do it. Say, how would you rephrase that? I would say that it's uh, it's it's chemically necessary. Okay. Anyway, so corn syrup, you put it in, but you don't consume it. Because by the time you're consuming the alcohol, it's all gone. It's all fermented out. Right? But the irony is people, the people who are like, corn syrup, oh my gosh, I can't believe there's corn syrup in there, are also the same people who are like, oh, you're going to make a beer with donuts? Okay, let's drink the donut beer. Right? So it's all so stupid. The other point is that it's just pettiness. It's just pettiness from a beer company attacking other beer companies. The question is, though... Will it work? Well, people say, "Well, I'm not drinking that Miller anymore. I'm going to drink Bud." No, I think I think. I mean, that's the goal. Well, I think for some people it could potentially work, but other people will either say, "A, uh, no, I know better, right? B, I can see the pettiness, and C, some people might even go the whole route of Walmart eating corn syrup and everything else. Who cares?" But I think most of the people who actually know about beer and care about beer truly saw it as a, as a really sort of unnecessary um, attack. And Miller actually fought back. Well, good for Which them. was a little bit also unnecessary. I mean, uh, who, can't, see, basically this is one asshole like capitalist an outfit of uh, 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 fighting with another cap, capitalist yeah. outfit. So Agreed. Who cares? I know. But anyway, there's all kinds of controversy in the Super Well, I don't. It's not um, Speaking me. of controversy and dumb people, did you watch the State of the Union well, address? Well, I, I intentionally, I was reading Ludwig Bemelman's Eye of, uh, Eye of God, and which was, by the way, it's, he's such a great writer. Um, so I didn't, I knew, I'd say I just watched the highlights, and the highlights, you know, I know everything that happened from just watching. I know the, the big, boring, 
oaf, the slob, the slovenly oaf president with that dyed orange-colored makeup on his face and that bleach-blonde wrestler hair. You know, he's not going to say one intelligent thing. I know that. But I like that little rhyme when he started doing the little rhyme shit of um, if um, you want to legislate, if you want, if you want to legislate, in order to legislate, you're going to need and want peace and legislate, you can't <coughs> investigate. So that's, I mean, this he is, said he said yeah, that. yeah, he said that. So we're dealing, you know, we're dealing with the village idiot. And it's obvious now. Still. And, and what they're going to find for sure is that the guy is owned by every dictator, Deutsche Bank, Putin. They all own this guy. And he's subject, subject to blackmail. And uh, the guy is about the most tawdry. So what, what's, what's, but there, there's been other horrible people. I mean, George Wallace was horrible, not as horrible as, as obviously as Trump. But but the old old guard Republicans kept him in control. This guy, everybody's terrified. Everybody's terrified. Of this guy on the on the right, they're all terrified, and he's completely out of control now. Uh, so, um, and then he, he's lucky. Now he's got he gets in this situation where in Virginia. The, the governor appears in blackface, and then the first day admits it and apologizes. Then the second day says, well, the picture wasn't mine. And if I would have posed for that, I would have remembered because I the same year I put blackface on to do a Michael Jackson in, uh, imitation. That was his excuse. So now everybody's saying, well, you got to get, you know, everybody's, including the lieutenant governor. Well, then the lieutenant governor is a black guy. It turns out that it's on black doctor, PhD in political science, said that he sexually assaulted her. So now all of a sudden he's like, you know, because, you know, his panties are all in a big knot and he's trying to defend himself. And so then what happens today, turns out that the third guy in line is the Attorney General of Virginia. He also admits he put on blackface. So... The guy that comes on after him is the Republican Speaker of the House. So I, I think this probably saves Northam, the governor, because two guys below him are more fucked up than him at this point. Hey. That's politics. <clears throat> politics so that's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz, yeah. Um, well, I did not watch it because I don't have a TV. Well, I mean, he's, really, he shouldn't be watched. And then I, the one thing interesting was watching... Uh, Pelosi in the background. She, I, that's what I woke she up to. The little, the she little just photo her, of him. She just squeezes his nuts, which she can just do with her eyes. It's great. I mean, she's great. Um, that's the only thing I woke up to. I had to work this morning, <coughs> and and the one thing I did wake up to was um, the Twitter feed of her in that position. Yeah, she, she owns a guy. Um, I was going to say something else about that. He can't. He can't handle. Strong, smart women. I mean, they, they just, you know. Did and you then, see oh, those and by the way, and, and then by, yeah, I love her. I, I love her now. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Warren just turns out that she, um, she, with her own handwriting, uh, when she applied for the, her, to be a member of the Texas Bar, she put down that she was an American Indian instead of, she should have put Native American. Now, my daughter can never run for politics because of me, but I think it was far beyond just, you know, how I designated her ethnicity. Uh, but as I t- told Ruth, I mean, yeah, Gracie could say, well, thanks a lot, Dad, for putting me down on my birth certificate. I'm a Native American. And, but Gracie has a very good defense. When, you know, when I'm six hours old, I wasn't really able to instruct the nurse how to write out my goddamn <laughs> um, birth certificate. Also... If anybody criticizes her, just say, my father's a fucking asshole. He's psycho. Agreed. I think I she no, should totally blame it on you. Uh, yeah. Disassociate herself with you. And yeah. Call it a day. See, Elizabeth Warren can't do that. She can't say, uh, Bruce, it's all Bruce's fault. No. <laughs> well, maybe. There's got to be a connection. Well, Six maybe she was. Six degrees of separation. I mean, I don't know if Of ever, something that you did. I, I mean, I've been to Boston. I banged a few chicks. So who knows? Maybe okay. I, yeah, maybe I put the seed in her. Her little brain. Um, I read somewhere, I don't know where it was, and I think I think 
it was MSNBC that aired uh, Obama's uh, Grant Park speech at the same time as State of the Union. Yeah, we, we watched it in the, we watched it in the L House, but I knew a bunch of people ran over the park, and then they came in here afterwards. No, 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 last night. Oh, last night. Yeah. Oh, they showed. No, but when they did, that was in two thousand eight, right? Yeah, but last yeah. night I think it was MSNBC. Oh, they re-aired it. That aired it. During, yeah, a little different. A little yeah, different, yeah, yeah. So you at least had something. Yeah. A little bit more presidential to watch. Yeah, he's well. He could speak in full sentences. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, watching watching uh, President Pissyface read off a teleprompter is you know really like having serious uh, root canal. I mean, by done by a novice dentist. It's really awful. Yeah, totally. But I liked I liked all the women wearing the white outfits. Yeah, I like that too. That I was like nice. that. I that saw was that nice picture. little touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but but, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen, you know, really, the scary shit out there, there are the that still support them. I mean, and they do. The, like the, the Rickards family. The, oh, let's talk about the Ricketts family. Okay, let's talk about it. The Cubs. Um, you, you are, uh, you know, a, a hopeless Cubs Okay, fan. I'm just going to put it out there. I am seriously, deeply disappointed. But why would and you be? Because that's who they and are. It, and it certainly affects my brain. But Not, not enough. No, no. I mean, I but don't. Let's tell. Let's just say what, why the Ricketts family, they were um, carpetbaggers, came in Chicago, bought the Cubs. Well, they couldn't well, do any worse. They couldn't do any worse. There are worse. many people in a family. Yeah. You obviously didn't. Don't talk to your All right. old sister-in-law. Right. Let's let's. Um, there are people in your family who you do not like. Let's go. But you're related. Let's go, um, <clears throat> in this family. The uh, chairman of the Cubs, chairman of the board of the Cubs, just took the job as President Pissy Faces as finance chairman for his 2020 election. But that's as good as, but he's been a big Trump supporter all along. However, his father, now it comes up, they, somebody come, came up with a bunch of emails going on all these racist, anti Islamic, uh, just crude. Uh, neo-Nazi uh, uh, emails. That's a, he's he is the patriarch of the Ricketts family. Now they have a lesbian daughter who's uh, apparently a Democrat. But the, but the other the entire family, and she never says a goddamn thing. By the way, she just uh, probably hangs around some just, gay bar just, up in up in. No, uh, up she's in, got children. She runs a business. It's not like she's just like. Crazy how does lesbian she have, running how, around. How does she have children? How does she come up with children? For real? You think you just need a man or woman to make a baby? Yeah, I think you do. I think you need a sperm and an egg. Yeah, but you don't have to have it. You don't have to have. Do you don't have to intercourse. have a dick. You don't have to have a dick. Somewhere there no. has to be a dick. Oh you don't. yes, there does. Oh please. Um. How do you get a sperm without dick? You go to the lab. And the lab. How do they get the well, sperm? Obviously, you need it that okay, way. Okay, so you need it. Well, don't, that's a dumb question. There goes Street Jimmy. That's a dumb question. That's a dumb question. How did she get the baby? Come yeah. on. I mean, maybe she bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, she just endorsed uh, Susanna Mendoza for uh, mayor. Uh, 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 well, I think she, now, she's got to be a dyke, isn't she? <clears throat> I mean, what does the hell... First of all, what the hell does that matter? I'm curious. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm, I'm just interested because I watch her commercials. I mean, she, I would want to get in a fist fight with her. And she's doing all these tricks with the soccer ball and stuff. I'm figuring. She, I mean, just because you like sports. And she's got a short haircut. I'm just thinking maybe. I, don't know. I, I mean, maybe your gaydar might be a little better than mine. My gaydar says dyke, 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 dyke. I, I don't. That's not what I see. What do you see? A, a woman running for mayor. You don't see. I don't. I don't. You know, the fact she's Hispanic doesn't sure. jump out. Oh, okay. Well, I don't, you see that? Like these people, I don't see. Oh, I wonder if she's gay. Oh, I wonder how they got their babies. No. Well, see, I'm. I'm I, I. But that's You're see, special. that's the difference. You're special. I mean, I'm a naturally curious person. No, I don't know. I don't know anything about her, to be honest with you. In fact, we freaking need Andy Shaw on this show to give us the rundown he won't, he on the mayoral candidates he, he, because he, we need some help. Yeah, but he won't tell us certain stuff. Why? 
because he's still going to, I think he's, he's free, but not completely free. Like, like, like all of a sudden, what, he's going to run for mayor Well, he knows all kinds, yeah, that could be. I mean, he would be a great candidate. Um, Andy knows an <laughs> awful lot of shit, but he can't really publicly. Maybe he should no. just run for alderman. No, no, well, we don't give a shit. He's, no, Andy should be able to run for mayor. Okay. I'm throwing all my support over to him. <laughs> let's let's make let's have him be a write-in. No, 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 no. We want the re- real deal. Well, sure, but obviously he hasn't. He's over in. Um, he's in like Asia somewhere. He's in Malaysia. Yeah. Um, I still think he should give us a rundown. Well, yeah. When does that happen? By the way, I don't even know anymore. It's pretty soon. Coming up. It's like a right? six weeks or something like that. They always, in Chicago, <coughs> you'll always have the mayoral election when nobody, they usually want bad spring weather. Break. No, no. <laughs> it's it probably fairly soon. Because they yeah, want spring bad. Spring break when everyone's gone. They don't want any other election and they want bad weather. And the thinking behind that is that the machine people can get their hacks out there, their little armies out there, hopefully a terrible, terrible weather. And so only the hacks will show up and they can keep uh, perpetrating, you know, one loser Mayor after another. Sure. I mean, the sight of Bill Daly terrifies me. He looks just like his mom, by the way. He talks like his brother. I mean, he talks. Maybe he can talk in slightly, almost full sentences, unlike his brother. Um. Okay. Well, on that note, um, what else, do you have any? Want to wrap up with any? Other thoughts, sentiments, yeah, concerns, uh, criticisms? Yeah. I would say my hatred for the Cubs. I never thought it could go, go, go any higher until I saw uh, the Ricketts family uh, all uh, blowing President Pissy face. Okay. I, I mean, I'm, I am. It's, a, it's really bummed me out to see all of that. I would hope so. Um, I would hope but so. But I have to keep thinking about my own. Uh, personal experiences and other people around me like you and I'm sure other people we know whom have been affiliated with family members who are real jag-offs. I've never had, no, no member of my family's a Nazi. I'm not saying a Nazi. I'm, I'm, just, I'm saying a Nazi. I'm not saying comparing apples to apples. I mean, you can, you can disagree with your members of your family, but when they're actively, actively working for, That's pretty serious. For a, it's very serious. But what I'm saying is, is that I'm sure that you've had an experience in your family where someone is actively, actively an asshole. Oh yes. And causes problems for everybody else, and it's unnecessary. Um, and people hate that person. I, I see, that's false. Or dislike that see, person. See, that's that's false. Kind of like I'm sorry. I know that I'm a part of that in some way, but I'm not a part of that. You see, in when any Lake way. Michigan, when Lake Michigan spills over. And it's like 40 feet from the alehouse. Um, maybe global warming, maybe we should have addressed that. <laughs> There's no member of my family actively working, you know, for I, the listen, destruction of the goddamn world. I understand what you're saying. I'm asking you to understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand that you're trying to rationalize supporting that uh, no, little neo-Nazi not. organization. Absolutely not. I would never, ever, ever <clears throat> rationalize that. Well, that's what you're doing. No, I'm not. I'm just saying personal experience. Uh, Names who won't be mentioned. You, you've got a couple smart-ass nieces. They're not going to destroy no, the goddamn uh, no, I'm talking world about as we know it. Ex-people. Oh God! Oh, you horrible had, people. You had sex with a Trump. Horrible supporter. people. Oh my God! Who do I bad just, things. I'm shuddering. World. I, 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 and I have to say, oh, I made oh, a mistake. Oh, I'm not affiliated God. with them anymore. The you end. Know, you know, but that's the, my point. If the creature from the Black Lagoon had one redeeming feature, just one, if she was, if she, if she was even moderately hot, but she's bestial. Oh God, she makes me. She makes me. Quit. All right. Well. Um, hey, there's Street Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, guess what? Faggy Pants just called me. Yeah, he said to say hi to you. Okay. Hey, Daddy. He says hi. All right. Well. Jimmy, you want to say any last things to everybody while you're here? No. No, no he doesn't want to. He's good. Yeah, he's good. He's fine. All right, well. Um, okay. 
we'll catch you all next time. Yeah, um, we'll catch you all next time. Um, who knows what's going to happen at the uh, Old Town Ale House? Who knows what February know. will bring us? We don't know. Hopefully, it'll be a whole lot better than January was. I think it will be. Oh. I think it will be. Uh, Rock and Roll Ruth, thanks for the club sodas and Anytime. the Anytime. beverages, alcoholic beverages. Bud, you Budweiser, Bud, Polish yeah, martinis. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jordan, congratulations on being back off the wagon. Yeah, and Super Bowl commercial. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thanks again. See, I knew that. I knew this podcast would lead to great things for. for <laughs> you did say that. <laughs> you did say that. All right. Well, uh, genius. It's time for you to say good night, genius. Good night, genius. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya here again next week. <laughs> <laughs>